Hey guys, welcome to episode five of season four of the Hello Church podcast. My name's David Krausen. My name's Mike Hernandez. Man, we're excited to have you on welcome this back. episode. Yeah, welcome back uh, again. Uh, we've been uh, on a journey. We talked about in episode one, uh, growing a small church. Yes. Uh, why it matters. Why uh, it's important. Right? Ways to do it, ways to think about it a little bit differently. We talked about in episode two, leading a small church through change. That right. can be difficult for it's inevitable church that's right it's inevitable changes everywhere it's coming but, but doing it right in a healthy way in right. a smaller church is important uh, lessons we've learned and sure other, some of the barriers yeah, yeah yeah some of the barriers yeah episode three we talked about problems a smaller church pastor would face uh, internal problems really. wait we got problems no, no. no we don't have problems <laughs> nobody has pastors problems. don't have problems pastors that's not are the thing. least no they've got god no problem man right we yet. expose some real things that we deal with as yeah, pastors like, like internal things trouble, exactly right? stuff in the mind that's yeah, right stuff stuff you don't even really think is a problem but it is it's, it's hindering right. you in lots of ways and then one of my favorite episodes, episode four, we talked about resources, resources. like communication resources and preaching resources yes. and techie stuff. I, we both, we yes, like, that's what would you call it? A technophile? Is that the right word? I don't know. I don't know. But I love if technology. that's a bad thing, I don't know. I love, we, we technology. Do love technology. Y'all don't even know that reference. Anyways. Oh, man. Don't hate <laughs> I, yourself, I did a reference on Sunday morning to Nacho Libre. Yes. And, one of my favorite movies. And my entire congregation was like crickets. They didn't know? Uh, we were doing baptisms. I'm like, you've not been baptized? <laughs> and yeah, as funny as that was, my whole church was like nope. crickets. No, I was like, okay, that was a joke. All right, I gotta. And they is, thought you were just being racially offensive. Bro, they they had no clue. It was so funny. <laughs> Anyways, my last name I love is technology. Hernandez. That's from you know Napoleon Dynamite. That's funny. Got to explain. You know when you got to explain a joke, it's, it's not, not funny. Funny anymore. if you have to tell people yeah. how to laugh. Bro, I did a GI Joe joke too. I was like, hey, annoying is half the and again cricket. So I, I got to up my game. I guess that's all it means. I now that you game. have an old crowd or a young crowd, well, it's a mixture. Apparently I got young. you got young people and old people, and still nobody was like, you know, crickets done. Not even funny. Yeah, not even funny. That so makes you like. <laughs> we're gonna do a whole episode <laughs> gonna... on bad jokes and don't do these jokes. You know? Yeah, don't tell these jokes. <laughs> yeah, or test them in front of an audience first. That's right. No, you do two services. So first audience was a test service. Yeah, right? and first audience was okay. Like they so kind of thought got it. that this is it gets second's going to get it. It just got worse throughout the day. I thought it would get better, and it didn't. No, second no. service was done. They're like, no, <laughs> That's we don't disappointing. We don't care about your jokes. I'm not Hurry a comedian. Done. You're a pastor. Preach. <laughs> just read the Bible. That's right. Just, just read, just the, read Bible. the Bible. Stick to the so Bible. <laughs> uh, so today right. we're not talking about any of those things. Nope. We're talking about something that you. You probably do it without thinking. Yes. Um, when you wake up in the morning, Mike, uh, what do you do? What is the process? We're talking about that. Systems yes. and processes. Systems, and routines, processes. Boring. Yep. boring, 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 boring. Man, it's yeah. not. You do them mindlessly. Exactly. What do you do when you wake up? Yeah, man, you know, being an aging person, ah. I'll just say that. I'm not 20 anymore. Uh, <laughs> so first thing I'm doing is uh, maybe going to the restroom. Try to check that out. Yep. Uh, then I, I'm going to get coffee. You got to get coffee because yeah. that's how, you know, and yeah, I'm not a coffee snob. Okay. So I do have so a, like a Keurig. Keurig? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ah, see, come on, see you, already knew. All right, you already knew. Come on, man. I got the pods and I'm just, I'm just not that, you know, it's coffee. Don't it's, unsubscribe because he said that. That's right. Don't, please don't be offended at, at the whole team because of my sins. Right. Uh, I, but I uh, pop it in, drink some coffee. I do a thing called first 15, five minutes prayer, five minutes word, five minutes in worship. And it just revs me up and it's, it's staple like every morning. You just know. That's right. I'm doing these. I got a meeting. I got to get up early enough to do that. And I schedule myself, you know, it's a routine. It's what I do. Sure. I mean, even, even like making a cup of coffee in the morning for me, that's, uh, there's a process for that. There's a process. Uh, we see mine is lift, stick, stop. You've got a whole process. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we grind the beans, you know, and all that stuff and pop it in the portafilter and we 
we brew fresh espresso and then we're steaming milk and doing the whole thing and that that's a process see um, just like nacho libre went over yeah, my I, that goes over my head done okay, cool. yeah, right, coffee but it's your routine you got it that's the routine it's a process sure you have them in your church that's right uh, you're probably doing some of these things already without even thinking about it that's like right. guest follow-up and uh, accounting processes right. um online giving however you batch process all that kind of stuff is happening but have you written it down or have you just given somebody or yourself a job to do? Sure. Can someone else come in and do this thing or these things in your church without, you know, the person doing them now? Can, yeah, exactly. can it be repeated? Right. So and, we're going to talk about that. And I bet you, you do know where you don't have systems because it's probably some of the biggest problem areas of the church. Yeah, they stress you out. Exactly. Right? They're the highest levels of anxiety. Who's going to do that? What's going to, how do we process, you know? And so if you don't have them, you know, you have them. Uh-huh. Because they happen, but you also know when you don't have them because yeah, yeah. it creates and everyone else extra, too. Exactly, it creates <laughs> extra anxiety. So we're diving into systems today. Systems. processes. Yeah. Let's go. What do we call this block? Right. Block one of our episode. Yeah. Uh, why are systems important? So let's talk about what a system is, and you know the okay. best place to go briefly. Go yeah. go go Google the definition, and this is I found this one, and I loved the way it explained just what a system is. Yeah. Right. It's a collection of interconnected components or elements that function together as a whole to achieve a specific goal. I know that's a lot of, but just it's a lot of moving parts. Slow the speed that's down right. to like half speed and write that the down. Components. <laughs> what it all means is that there's a lot of moving parts that are intentional, that are purposeful to accomplish a specific goal. They're happening on purpose. That's a system. Okay. All of a lot of things happening. For one reason, all for this, all happening for the same reason. Excuse me. So that's that's a system, and yeah. the cool thing is, whether you know anything about systems or not, we all have systems. Mm-hmm. We have a digestive system. Body. That's right. Right. We have a nervous system. So we are a people of systems. Sure. Right. Whether you understand it or not, but you do know this: if one of our systems was broken, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be in the hospital. We'd be in the hospital. Exactly. We know when a system is broken because it has an outward effect. Sure. Same in our church. One of the reasons why there could be a problem or issue is because a system is either non-existent or it's broken. That's usually where yeah. our fires are in our church. Yeah. I mean, if you find that if one system in your body is broken, it can actually affect other systems. There it is. Right? There, that's the beauty, the power, the trouble, all of it of systems. It's like individual systems, but they all do work they together work as together. a greater system. And because they, our goal is to reach yeah. the community with the gospel. Right. But if I don't have a system on how to do that, if I don't have a system as once they reached what, you know, yeah. it all is interconnected mm-hmm. and it's all, uh, if it falls apart or if one system falls apart, it can affect everything else. Absolutely. They're all interconnected. Sure. I love that. So there's probably some stuff you're doing in your church right now. Some tasks you've delegated to a person. Yes. And this person does this thing. Right. Fill in the blank. Whatever that is in your church. Talk about that. Yeah. A per- I hear it over and over again. I've walked to this myself where, you know, Sally is the lady. Hey, I want to get involved in a church. What okay. do I do? Talk to Sally. And well, what happens if Sally's not there? What happens? Sally is sick that Sunday. Sure. What happens if yeah. it's a it's it's a growing church and you're like, I don't know who Sally is. Yeah, how do I find right? her? How do I find she her? She got a sign above her head. We <laughs> always say that a person, a single person is not a system. Sure. That's a person. Yeah. And and that's a good indicator to know, do we have a system of follow-up? If you say, yeah, talk to Frank, talk to Mary. And I've been guilty of that where I'm like, oh, oh yeah, go, right. Go, oh, well, that, that's it not a system. It feels natural to you because you're so ingrained in the culture of the church, right? Sure, and exactly. You, you I know, know Frank, I know Mary, so I know he's familiar. got a good heart. She's got a good heart. Yeah, They're yeah, gonna yeah. Help. But if I'm an outsider coming in, if I'm new to the, the, to the church, uh, they don't know these, these people. And so it, that tells yeah. me there's not a system 
It's a person. And I always say a person is not a system. Now, a person could be running the system that you sure. created, but they and themselves are, are not, not the a system. system. Right. So okay. we've got to check that right out the gate. Like if you're saying, well, I, I have a system for follow-up or a system for, you know, post the altar or a system for kids check in. What? Yeah. And it's, and you're saying, yeah, it's, it's a name. I would dare say it's not a system. Sure. And we're going to help try to create systems around. And we're going to talk about some really important systems that every church needs to, needs have. to have. them. That's really important. All the vital systems that are just like our nervous system are, our, our, our uh, circular system. We're going to talk about some of that, but a system is not a person and a person is not a system. Yeah. I would yeah. dare say that a church cannot function at its highest level without systems. I agree. It comes back to the idea that we said in another episode about stewardship. Uh, you, God's given you people. God's given you money. He's given you a building. It's up to you to uh, steward them uh, to prove worthy of more, yeah. right? Uh, okay, you've done well with one. I'll give you two. You know, whatever right. you've done well with 10, I'll give you 100. Right. Let's go. Syst- systems help you do that. Systems do. help you scale. Systems are repeatable. Systems empower people. Yes. Systems offer predictability. Yes. Uh, you don't have to recreate the will every time you That's sit right. down to do XYZ task. Absolutely. Somebody else can step in. A volunteer leaves your church. Well, a new one can just come right in and follow the system. Yes. So, and I, what, one, what I love about systems is, and why we choose as a church to function in systems. Yeah. Is how many times you've been at the, the the threshold where you're needing to change something in the church? We talked about leading change, yeah. right? And if what you have is a person and not a system, that's really personal when it comes to trying to change that or adjust this or yeah. fix this or uh, rewrite this policy around. Yeah. If it's built around a person and not a system, it feels very personal. Yeah, systems you allow like you to go. I'm doing the exactly. I'm doing whatever. Yeah, you know, Sally goes. Well, well, you don't like me. You know, it, sure. it becomes very personal. But when it's a system, you can go. Hey. We're tweaking the system, not mm-hmm. you, where there's some things we want to add to this system or change about this system. And it takes away the personal, you know, oh, they don't like me or I'm not doing a good job. Systems allow you to adjust things in a way that it doesn't make it personal for the people involved in your ministry. When they know they're a part of it yeah. and they're a piece of it, not the whole thing. Yeah, right. right? The whole part of nursery doesn't fall out. apart yeah. because one per right. Now they know, okay, I'm a piece of this and I'm not the only, you know, the, the sole thing about it. So that's why I love systems is that it allows me to tweak things and not make it personal when we need to change something or address. So sure. Yeah. And it lowers the stress for me as a pastor. Right. It brings the anxiety down yeah. knowing that it's, it's functioning. You're addressing a process, exactly. not a person. And I'm, and, it, and it's working and it's, it's <clears throat> functioning. It does lower my stress on Sunday morning when I'm walking in and I'm like, okay, well, who's turning the lights on and who's, who's making sure the ACs are this and how, how's the, mm-hmm. is the building clean? Well, when you've got a system for those things, I walk in with the most important thing on my mind, which is the gospel and sure. preaching and teaching and, and pastoring people versus worrying about the building mm-hmm. and the different ministries that are happening yeah. around me because we've instituted and we've implemented systems. It yeah. will help you lower the anxiety pastor by implementing systems in ministry. Yeah. So if you're a church, less than 200, listening to this podcast and you're wanting to break some barriers, you're wanting to grow, get past the, the 50 mark or get past yes. the 100 mark, get past the 200 mark, systems, systems. can help you do just that. Yes, they are tools in your hand as a lead pastor to empower your people and accomplish the things that God has called you to do and for me to do as lead pastor. Yeah, so I, I love that. Yeah, I love that. So, big question. Yeah, what systems? Sure. Let's talk about some some vital systems that I think every church should have in some way functioning. Like if their, you just had the bare minimum. Exactly. Like Got to have these systems. But you can system everything out of you know to your blue in the face. And so we just sure. want to talk about. Just some really important bits. So right out the gate, I would say 
you need a system as it relates to managing people. So whether that's a church management okay. yeah. uh, 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 software, but you need a process by which when people fill out a guest card or sign up for a ministry or yeah, you need right. some way that you're implementing those people into a process that you're following <clears throat> up with. So I call that our church management system. Who Who's putting in these cards yeah, after yeah. your weekend experience? Who's, what uh, happens after that? Exactly. Who's who's checking up on the follow-up email? Like <clears throat> creating the system of people management. It's important. Sure. Because it's a stewardship thing, Again. right? God's like, I've given you these people. Yeah. What are you doing with them? Let so, them slip through the cracks. Yes. You know, or somebody in, ex, express interest in volunteering and no one ever followed up with them because there was no system in place. Right. Uh, they didn't go ask the right person or whatever. Correct. They go to the lobby and fill out the card or show up to the growth track class yes. uh, because there was no system to get them plugged into any of that. So right. you lost a good volunteer that felt unseen and said, well, just go to the next church. Yes, because it's more than just first time guest management we're talking about. We're talking about just overall people management. Shepherding the flock. Exactly. Right? Like they're how, moving you know from they're A at. to B. Yeah. They're in discipleship 101, 201, 301. Mm-hmm. How are you tracking that progress? Like you need a system that manages people and their, and we gave you a great resource last uh, right, episode. Right, yeah, the, the people management from Planning Center. Exactly. Man, great way to just see where your people are. The metrics one that you talked about, mm-hmm. like that church all metrics, church metric yeah. helps like, you're managing those processes that you have. That's a system Stewarding that you're not just people. going, uh, I think Frank's done, you know, with the Bible study and his process. Yeah. Yeah. I'm you have sure a system. You that or not. Yeah. That's right. You have a system in place of managing the people in your church. And there's a hundred tools out there to do this, but you got to have a system of tracking what progress your it people be as are simple in. as a spreadsheet and check Mark. Like print, like that's these right. are the steps we want to take people through. Let's talk about yep. giving and finances. You, we think that's a, a pretty important process to have in place. You cannot in today's culture uh, not have a system for this. Yeah. The church, as we all know, is under microscopes all the time. Sure. We're looked at from the outside, you know, that are we doing and handling everything well? If, uh, you know, the IRS shows up, you know, look, yeah, we yeah, want to yeah, be right. good stewards and we're Ducks called to do row. everything with integrity. Mm-hmm. I think every church minimally needs a financial process and a system on how you collect the offering, how you count the offering, right. what happens how, next. all yeah. of the steps that that needs to be a system where it's not the the pastor and his wife. You well, know, no. that's, that's I mean, how you get in trouble. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're a smaller church plant and, and we do like the whole box in the back kind of thing. Yes. But after church, we've got. Uh, somebody in our church who's designated, he knows where the key is. That's it's a system. In the system. He goes and gets it, and he taps one of our other team members on the shoulder, and they go to a, a place in our church. Yep. We're in a very small room, building, so they sure. go to this special closet we've got. They lock the door when they're They count the offering. They document it. They both sign it. They put it in the bag. Yes. 90% of our giving's online anyway, but right. when it does come in, As a system. there's a process That's for right. It. And that gets left in a zipped bag with a key on it, and yes. then our secretary grabs that and takes it home and handles it on Monday morning. It's a process, but right. you, if you don't have it written out and documented, like we know that this happens, write it down. It's repeatable. Uh, Mark's not here to grab the offering after church. You can grab Sarah. Anyone Frank, else can right. do this. They can read the steps. We've and got they the know steps exactly listed out. Just follow the steps. Do one, two, and three. Sign, sign, envelope, lock yeah. it. If done. there's an area of our churches that we have to do the best at, mm-hmm. it's in the area of our finances. Sure. People are trusting us. They, they, they're, they're expecting that we're handling it well once it leaves their hands, mm-hmm. that we're being good stewards of it. Not so much even in the budgeting side, 
but just how we're processing it. Yeah. And that there is a system. not laying around on a table somewhere right. on the back of an envelope for people to walk by because, and see. Because when there's a system and something is done that's outside of that system, it's easily identifiable. Yeah. You, you can say, wait, that's not, that's not how we do it. Those yeah. problems that start to arise, you can catch them and they're easily identifiable right. when there's a system. But if you're like, well, who does it? I don't know. So you see so-and-so grabbing the offering and you're like, is he supposed to? I yeah, don't. They're not supposed to be touching the money. <laughs> when there's a system. So you, there needs to be a giving and a finance. So giving would be like, you need a system in place for people tracking their donations. They're, they're, they're getting giving credit for that. And mm-hmm. that you have a system in place to be able to track that uh, uh, accurately. Yeah. We yeah. think another system you need to be having in your church right away is for volunteer management slash onboarding yes. training. What do you do when someone says, I'm good at this. I'd like to help here. Right. What do you do? Yeah. If you don't, uh, you will you will uh, dishonor the person who said, I'm interested in serving the ministry. Absolutely. Well, go, you know, go talk to Mary. Well, they can't find Mary. And all of a sudden that just falls apart for them. Mm-hmm. And they they don't feel like they can trust us with getting involved in ministry. Uh, you know, they, wow, we've burned they? them. And yeah. how many times has that happened and under mm-hmm. my leadership? More than I'd like to admit. It really sure. does until we created a system of onboarding our volunteers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to have important. an entire episode. And I love that. About volunteers is coming up, so stay tuned. We're gonna have a great. Uh, we're gonna dive deep into that idea yeah, of volunteer that's gonna management. Be fun. Uh, super uh, obvious, I feel like. Yeah. But a lot of churches don't even think about it. I, I know they don't. I've been in a lot of churches, and I know it's. We're gonna be talking about kids check in. Okay. Yeah. Kids check in in that security of that. And sure. Why and why it's important. That process needs to be established for a lot of reasons. Yes. For parents' peace of mind. Right. Uh, I, I'm walking in with my kid to a, a strange place with strange people. Yes. And I'm just supposed to leave them in a random room yes. and walk away. Yeah, no, not a Man, chance. Man, not in 2023. No way. That's, that's tough. Sure. That's, a, that's expecting a lot. Now, if they're super churched and right. whatever, maybe they're cool with that. They feel like, oh, I know y'all have done your due diligence and I, whatever, right. I trust you. But if you're not, I mean, even at kids' play places and things, you go and you check in and you get a label and they put a name on the back. Sure. You, you know your kid's checked in and they can't leave without you showing a code. And yes. That process needs to exist. Yeah, and that this, to me, is not a size of a church problem. Like, you don't do that when you get to 500. No, because I, I technology think, is so affordable yeah, now. Exactly. A church of 50 yes. can use the planning center kids' check-in thing for 14 bucks or something. Correct. And buy a $100 label printer and use an iPad you've got laying around. Right. And- and train have some people and train some people like to, to be there to watch it. It, yeah. it. it is, it is the culture we live in that a safety system, yeah. a kids check-in system. Yeah. It should be, that's why it's a vital system in this list yeah. because it, it should have been there the day you opened your church. And so Agreed. if you're an older church, that's, you know, like, you know, we, we had, we didn't have that. I, I, I highly suggest that this system of some kind of kids check-ins safety and security protocols, man, we live in, we live in a pretty pretty dark world right now, and yeah. uh, and uh, safety and security goes just beyond kids. I think there needs to be a safety system, a security system for uh, things like active shooter and things like uh, you know uh, yeah. emergency response, uh, you know tornadoes. If you live in that kind of part of the world, like you yeah. know where you're what at you when the power goes out. Exactly. Yeah, this is a very real for us. Uh, several months ago, that happened Sunday morning. Power goes out. There's doing ton of construction by our mm-hmm. church. Wasn't the weather, so it wasn't like we were prepared. Okay, let's get ready. Yeah, for yeah, the, yeah. This it was happen. out of the blue, and I'm so thankful we have a process for this. 
kids all came to this area where the light is. We have a storefront. So it was lit up in the front. Parents did. I mean, it, w- it was a system. Our safety team responded. And I'm not as a pastor cool. going, oh, close the doors. Burn the house. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It wasn't panic mode. Everybody, it was, calmed everybody down. knew what to do because we have a protocol and a system yeah. as it relates to safety and these kinds of issues. That's so, so cool. I, it has to happen. It needs to be in your forefront, a, a, a conversation in your staff, in your board, in your own personal conversations with how you're leading the church. Yeah. Like it needs to be safety and security. The last time you want to realize that, or the least, the best, least best the time? Least best. Yeah, <laughs> you I, want to realize I'm you- I'm tracking, yeah. The, the least best time you want to realize you need a system is when you need a system. It is when you need it. Yep, absolutely. When when you're like, oh crap, I wish we knew what to do right now. Yes. Uh, yes. I, I wish we knew what step three was. Yep. or step two was, or even step one. Yeah, <laughs> in some exactly. cases. I, and for the lead, like it has to start with us. We're the ones that people are going to come looking at, going, yeah. "What do we do? What do we do?" Well, that's a lot of pressure in an, in an emergency scenario yeah. when everyone's looking at you. Well, what if you had everyone trained and there was a system and a process? Now that pressure mm-hmm. isn't solely on you. You've spread that out amongst your team, and they're responding the way they're supposed to. But yeah, that, that's so, that's a re- lot, lot of systems. Yep. Uh, we can talk about guest follow. We can talk yep. about membership and discipleship. Uh, but when and how sure. do we implement these systems? Uh, I always say you need it before you need it. <laughs> you need it before, <laughs> before it becomes- Before you know you need it, right? Exactly. So like we just said that you don't want to know you need it when you need it. You need it before you need it. Exactly. So if you're a church planter and you're kind of in that launching phase where you're gathering your team and you're doing pre-meets, look, now start creating systems mm-hmm. now. If you're an older church and you're like, okay, we're behind the curve on this, the best day to start is today. Yeah. There needs to be systems because like you just said, you you don't want to get into a situation where like, man, I wish we had something in place here mm-hmm. and it's too late. So systems, when? Now. Do it now. Sit down with your team. Sit down with your spouse because that's usually the team is yeah. you and your spouse yeah, yeah. and talk it out. What are we going to do? What systems are we going to create? But we got to do it now. We got to do it now. That's and right. I, I would say this and encourage you that you don't have to create the perfect system right away. Yeah. You just need to create a system. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It could be a couple of That's steps, right. but document it and then reevaluate and, and, and shift. So you need them. Exactly. You need them before you need them. Get started right away. That's right. Uh, steps in creating a system. All right. What so do we need to do? I, I think I want to ask myself some questions. Okay. If I'm sitting down going, what, what, how do I create a system around this subject, offering, giving, safety this kids? Applies to anything. Exactly. All of them. I would say, number one, what is the end goal? Start at the end in mind. What am I trying to accomplish accomplish okay. with this system yeah uh if i'm trying to this take up the, the offering I, yeah i want it to be safe this exactly. i want my kids to be safe yeah. i want my whatever start with the end in mind so think through the end goal yeah. then begin to ask the question who around me can help me accomplish this okay right that, so you are inviting people so just like i said people aren't the system people are part of the system because that's sure, the body without people exactly that's the body that's the way god set us up as a church is the body so who who can help me start making mm-hmm. a list and i do this so this is a bonus circle draw a crosshair in that circle. And I go, what, what, what does this need? What does this position or this role, this team, mm-hmm. what do they need? And I write down, well, they need to be organized. They need to be creative. They need to be a leader uh, and they need to have a fun attitude. Well, if I don't have that in a person, which is very rare that somebody's superstar, yeah, sure. and that's what we think. It's got to be a superstar. Yeah. I start going, well, Frank has this and Mary has that. And Joan has this and Sally has that. Boom. There's my team. And I pull them all together. But you have to ask the question, who can help you okay. accomplish this? Like that. And then you got to go to the tool sets. Like what tools are available in assisting achieving that goal? All the resources that are out there. Okay. So it's no longer, I, 
I don't know how, well, there's tools to help you now. Well, I don't know how to track my giving. There's tools out there. I don't know yeah. how to start a kid's, there's tools out there. Yeah. So now you start thinking through the tools. Don't start with the tools because you may get overwhelmed with the tools. Oh yeah. Don't just go grab a tool because it's fun and new exactly. and shiny, right? Right. Oh, when I first, when we first bought our, our database system as a church, I was like, this is Use too much. We only yeah. got 12 people. Like we don't need all these bells and whistles. Yeah. All right. Now we've grown into that. Mm -hmm. But the idea at the beginning, it was overwhelming because we started with a tool. I would say, go back to why you need to track people, the, mm -hmm. the why, yeah. and then who can what help you're me. you're going to track. And exactly what yeah. you're going to help. And then you start to, to bring the tools well, around. tools can help. And then you go into the next one, which is how will I communicate this system to keep, how am I going to train this? Yeah. That's the next question of building a system. Because you can't just say, here's a system, go. Go do it. Right. Figure it out. They need to be trained. We've all done this, the pardon, unpardonable sin of, I asked a volunteer to help in kids ministry. And you, I didn't yeah. train them. You they just showed threw them up. in the deep end. Bro, man. I did. And they're like walking they're around drowning. going, I don't know what I'm doing. Or doing whatever they want to do. Oh, worse. And then you walk in yes. and you go, why are you, all are you doing, doing all of these things? Yes. Or why are you doing it that way? Right. I wish you, that's your fault. Yes. And we're going to talk about that in detail in our volunteers podcast. But I will yeah. tell you our episode. But but you have to bring training in a system. Mm -hmm. If people don't know the system, the system won't function. No. You can, you can expect it, but if you don't inspect it, it won't happen. Sure. So you have to train your volunteers, train the people, um, find some kind of way to organize it, a three ring binder, systems, job descriptions, all of that. Yeah, Google and then, Doc, anything. Yes. And then finally, you got to come back and go, is it working? Okay. That's a good yeah. question to ask <laughs> when you're starting a system. Yeah. Is it working? Yeah. And if it's not working, you tweak it. And again, because it's not a person. Some people are open to the tweak yeah. of it. So you, you, yeah. you tweak and you hey hold. Guys, we've been trying this. We, we've done this for yes. a while. Man, look at the, our results at the end. Yes. Something's broke. This Let's is a little too out. heavy in policy. We can mm -hmm. we can back this down. Or we're not policied enough in this area. Sure. We, need to, we need to tighten this up. Yeah. And then you hold the team accountable. This is our system. So when somebody doesn't follow it, you go, hey, we do this to protect you, mm -hmm. right? Safety team. We do this to protect our kids. You yeah, bring them back to the checks for, yeah, yeah. All this. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that that helps as you as you uh, deploy systems, go back, check them out. It's okay to tweak your systems. They're not systems for the rest of the life, right? No. For the rest of the history of the church. Matter of fact, as you grow. You're not writing anything in stone. Exactly. As you grow, you're going to notice these systems have to give and, give and take. So, yeah. But you got to inspect them and then you can hold people accountable to them. And now you've got a system in place for all of the different areas we talked about. It's important stuff. Yeah. I think this is this is a really cool conversation. And if if you only listened to this one episode and did some of the things that we talked about today, I think you will see growth in your church. Our, our theme, one of our major themes for this season is healthy things grow. That's right. And and healthy things, uh, think about a plant. You have a system for growing a plant, right? That's there's right. the proper soil and there's yeah. the proper amount of sun. And it's got the a root system. And there's Come a system on. in the plant That's itself, right. plus the caring for it system. All of it. Uh, all of those things, uh, there's a system That's right. in place. So if you have some systems in your church, I guarantee you, your church is going to grow. Yes. I know it will, because if you have a process for volunteers, if you have a process for finance, if you have a process for children, yes. your church is going to grow. Yes. We believe it. We believe in you. We're praying That's for right. it. Hey, wherever you're listening to podcasts, we ask you to go ahead and subscribe us, rate us, review us, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, we'd love to have your comments on there. Uh, post some some processes you use in your church. Absolutely. Maybe some some blind spots we might have had in today's episode. Uh, some processes you've gone through. Maybe you've ditched and you yeah. started over. And sure. And hey, or you've simplified. Just it's helpful. Yes, I'm right. always looking for new systems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Systems. We don't know it all. This is just a conversation, and we'd love to have you a part of the conversation. Comment right. below. 
Um, that's kind of it. Episode five. Next episode, we are going to be talking about uh, volunteer management. That's right. All about volunteers. Yes. And I'm excited to talk about that. The church cannot exist. That's right. It cannot operate right. without the whole body that's right. doing their part. Yes. I've seen pastors trying to do it all on their own and they burn out. Do they want to give up. They want to quit. That's because they don't, uh, they're, they're afraid to delegate for one reason or another. They're, they may be, uh, Maybe you're a control freak and you need to ask God to help you with that. But so volunteers, you have to have them. You can't do a church in a healthy way without them. That's episode six coming up uh, next week. So that's it, Mike. All right. Be blessed. We'll see you guys next time on Hello Church season four.